Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. (laughs) That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. (laughs) Just go with what you saw today. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. You'll be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right. No one will remember. No one's listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman here on a Monday. August 12th, 2019, I have finally succumbed to uh, the uh, rigors of training camp. I've got a bit of a, of a stuffy nose. But Is that the okay. rigors of training camp or the rigors of fatherhood? Probably the latter, yes. I think it's, my, my guess is it's a daycare runoff. I think I'm the third in the uh, three-person household to get this bad boy. So I can't complain too much, but here we are. Here we are. How about you? What's, your, what's the uh, cycle of... Uh, uh, sicknesses in the in the Berman household. It's it's been fine for me. I I've been I've been in good health this camp. I I had because your son is now attending camp, not training camp, yes, but yes. his own camp. Has he yeah, brought any? Uh, yeah, new, there's been a little cold home? among them that among my kids that they've passed around, but I haven't gotten. Anytime it. you're in the in in a new pool of germs, you're likely to bring something. I got home. killed in March. Okay. Like I was I was. Uh, I had, for the second time in three years, from the combine to the owners' meeting, something I just couldn't kick. Okay. Uh, like a, a, a cough that I just couldn't kick. Well, long-time Birds with Friends listeners know that coughs with me tend to linger. Yes. Uh, but, no, I, I've, I've been in uh, good health this training camp, and I've, I've been enjoying uh, covering it, and as I did today in the practice observations. And we will get to that with the Quactus report. And then some of your questions in getting a bird in edgewise. And uh, what a disappointment for me, Zach, because, you know, we had scheduled out that today I wouldn't really go to practice. I was going to work on something else during that time. And the one day I don't go to practice, I miss the fight. I miss the one fight. Yeah, that's a tough one. Now, I'll say this. It was on the other side of the field. I was on the sideline. Okay. And Which, it, Were they practicing on field number one today? They were practicing on the f- the field closer to the locker room. So is that field number one? Oh, oh, field, the closest to the locker room. So say, say if you are looking from uh, the, the, the media tent, far right is one, middle is two, far left is three. Oh, in three. My mind. Okay, three. three. Okay. Yeah, they, the the one closest to center city. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They were practicing there, so you have a great view because you're along the sideline. Right. Uh, now the fight the. There were two scuffles. There was there was one when Jonathan Cyprian needed to be held back, and that turned into the undercard of the day. And it was featuring the same person, featuring Andre Dillard, so and then the other like one. A, this was for Dillard. This was like uh, he was pulling double duty. This was like Bret Hart, Owen Hart to open WrestleMania, and then uh, Bret Hart comes back against Yokozuna to close it. I don't understand that reference, but I I will take your word on it. Uh, then later on in practice, he and Derek Barnett got into one that that was. A big scuffle. I I mean, the whole team was kind of surrounding it. And they were going toward the locker room. So 
and and Dillard was the left tackle. So it was on the other end of the okay. field from where I was standing. So actually, and and you'll find this funny. I initially didn't see who was who the fight was. I just saw Tim Jernigan, right? And I thought I thought it involved Jernigan, right? But Jernigan he tends to be in the middle of anything. Yes, and uh, Chris uh, Chris Long said recently that uh, if he could have anyone on on the Eagles on his side in a fight, it'd be Tim Jernigan. I could see Tim that. Jer- and I told Tim Jernigan this, and he was so like complimented by it, like he was he was loving, he was smiling, really? and laughing, yeah. And then, uh, and actually, a funny story there. He said that you know he he loves Chris, and you know he of you know that's that's a compliment. He would jump off a plane with Chris. Oh, I think he did say that. Yeah. And then I thought he thought that I said uh, flight, like right, right. If Chris could have anyone on a flight, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Because I didn't understand. Did you follow up with him? Reference. No, I listened oh, okay. back to it, and he understood what I was saying. Oh, he did understand. It certainly okay. sounded that way. Anyways, uh, Jernigan was was just kind of. Um, a participant in helping out sure. or whatever. Well, but, there's also the the Jernigan thing. There's the thing about how like there's no information on how he first injured his back. No, no. And he said like he and there was one time when he said he couldn't get into that like for and it sounded like he was saying legal reasons or something like that. So who knows? Maybe yes. that was part of yeah. the fight too. Um, but that's a good point. But uh, Dillard and Barnett, uh, they they pulled Barnett after that. Vinnie Curry went in for him. Vinnie Curry was back by the way. Had an illness yesterday. And after practice, and you observe this, that Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson very interesting uh, brought them together, or or was in the middle. It sounded of the like at first it was Doug and Dillard sort of talking, and then and, and then from I think Jimmy's uh, observations, Derek Barnett then came over mm-hmm. and and was trying to uh, you know shake things off uh, or you know patch patch things up a little bit, and then Howie was involved too. So very interesting. Yeah, it, it was it was the most uh, heat we've seen in camp. No doubt about that. And uh, for those of you who have not yet read Shields' piece on Andre Dillard, I think that probably gives you a good insight into the type of personality that that Andre Dillard is. A good piece brings you back to Woodenville High School. Is that is that this? I believe that's right. Okay. You're good with the high schools. I I just remember that, that of the piece. ninety players on the roster, how many how many of their high schools do you think you could name? Uh, not that many. Not that many. They're home. They're like areas where they're from. I, I could, but not their high do you think, schools. Do you think twenty nine and a half over under? I'd go under. I, I don't know. I'd bet on. Much, I think I'd bet on you. I think you're giving me too much credit there. Yeah. All right. You say so. Yeah. I think you're giving me. But I could tell you, like, sixty guys where they're from right off the top of my head, it, which is hard to do during camp because right. they have There's ninety so players. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I am. I'm sorry that I missed the fight. But there was some football stuff going on in practice as well. Or do we want to stick on the fight for a little bit more? Well, was there anything else to go with the fight? To go with the fight? I mean, no, it was just it was a chippy practice in, the, in, in that sense. Uh, the thing that surprised me was because it was a 10-10-10, considered a lighter practice, you wouldn't expect this. But actually, as I thought about it, um, it could work the other way around because they're not in pads. And some players might take umbrage to like a little extra right. after. Well, but now I mean, I, we, you don't you didn't see how the second fight started. Who seemed to be the instigator? But the common denominator between Derek Barnett and Jonathan Cyprian is that they're both coming off injuries. Very good point. And Andre Dillard might be a little, you know trying to right to make a name for himself a bit. So who knows if if that was the case? Well, excuse me. What? Oh no, it's. 
I've been wondering if he was going to show up. Oh, this is a shtick. Okay, I'm, I'm going to defer here. It looks like uh, Concussion Uncle has finally walked in. Walked in. This is my first exposure. How's it going, man? It's going great. Am, am, am I playing? Who are you, the new guy? I am the new guy, yes. <laughs> yes. Where have, where have you been, Concussion Uncle? Where have you been, Concussion Uncle? <laughs> I've been, uh, I had, uh, had uh, Mike Leach lock me in a closet. Throughout all of uh, all of training camp, I wanted to be senses deprived, you know, no food, no water, just a, just a wall to bang my head against. Now I'm ready for camp. So I watched practice today. I've got uh, got a couple notes I scrawled. Let's hear in, in blood. Here's the things that I liked: the fight and that uh, Sendojo guy. You liked him? Yeah, like like him. Here's what I didn't like: no punches thrown in the fight, no body slams, no pads. No Oklahoma drill. What's this music business? Okay. Forward pass? What is that? <laughs> well, actually, this is a good... Why are players drinking water? How are you going to get tough? <laughs> this is a good practice. Why, are there, why were there women there? <laughs> Who? Football is a man's game. No one was cut in the middle of practice? This team is going to be terrible. How are they going to be tough? I guess I guess I guess I could give them a second chance. We'll see. We'll see what uh, maybe in this afternoon's practice. The, you know, <laughs> There's no afternoon practice, concussion, uncle. What do you mean no afternoon practice? <laughs> There's no afternoon practice. What do you mean? No, it's, it's training camp is when you build your toughness. <laughs> no two a days. No two a days. This sucks. I'm getting out of here. But you must have enjoyed seeing uh, them use a fullback today, albeit a running back acting as a fullback, Corey Clement. Does that count? I think he left. I think. Oh, concussion uncle left. Okay. Okay. (laughs) He left in a huff. Yeah, he was furious. He just banged his head against the wall on his way out. That was good. I've I've never seen him. I've I've heard about him, but I've never seen him. That's a that's a good bit. I there. think I think concussion uncle was cognizant of not raising his voice too loud for the listeners uh, listening with children in the car. <laughs> good work, very good work. Uh, all right, well now that that uh, that dinosaur is out of here, why don't you tell me about the rest of practice? Well, that was a good one, um, but so fullback, saw, huh? What's that? Fullback, huh? Fullback. Uh, well, they did a lot of goal line stuff. They had Corey Clement in at at fullback for them. Uh, so that stood out. That's high leverage. There you go. Darren Sproles. They had a few two running back packages today with Darren Sproles as he would flex out as a receiver mm-hmm. and then he'd motion in to the backfield and to kind of create some mismatches that way. He was on the field with Miles Sanders. I'm curious to see if you see a Sproles Sanders formation. They were just they were they were split. There was like a split back set. Well, or? no, Sanders was in the backfield. Sproles was split wide, and then he would, and then he'd but motion. When he motioned in, in where, did, where, where did he line? They up? would snap it. Like, oh, well, that's yeah. When, oh, I see. I see. Um, they uh, let's see here. Uh, Carson Wentz had a great pass down the sideline to Deshaun Jackson. Changed his arm slot on on the pass. Was the timing was perfect. The throw was there. I was really impressed on on that one. LJ Fort had a nice interception off a tip pass. As I am looking here, a lot of tip passes. A lot of tip, uh, a lot of tip passes. They ran some unbalanced line with, uh, or 
not an unbalanced line. They had an extra tight end, and uh, they had an offensive lineman as a as the eligible as the tackle eligible tight end. That was Halapulavati Vaitai, and then it was also Keegan Render. And Keegan Render caught a touchdown pass. He did. Yes, he did. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah. Wait, I would... So if it was Vitae, who was at right guard? Right. Well, they had Mayalata at right tackle. And Pryor, this was, maybe? I guess Pryor was at guard. Mayalata okay. was at right tackle. Okay. Yeah. Um, who threw the pass to Keegan Render? I believe that was Cody Kessler. Okay. Someone um, should write about Cody Kessler. I wrote about Cody Kessler. Oh, yeah. why don't you pump that bad boy? So I was interested kind of in, and, and, and Bo and I have written about this and, and talked about this, the dynamics of the backup quarterback spot throughout this offseason. I go back to February 27th when you and I were both in Indianapolis at the Combine. Howie Roseman declared that day that the Eagles are going to let Nick Foles be, they're not going to use the franchise tag, they're going to let him be an unrestricted free agent. And then Doug Peterson got up afterwards and said that they want Sudfeld to be, to have a have a good chance to be their number two quarterback. They want competition, but they felt Sudfeld earned that opportunity. And because they did that, they really couldn't add a respected veteran quarterback. Uh, what what guy like a Tyrod Taylor or Blake Bortles is going to sign if you know you have to compete with someone who's been in the system since 2017? Uh, so the Eagles had Luis Perez, and then they drafted Clayton Thorson. But neither one of those seemed like legitimate competition for Sudfeld. And then it happened that Cody Kessler got cut by Jacksonville, who signed Foles. And during their time together, Foles and Kessler uh, built a relationship. Foles talked a lot about Philadelphia and kind of what Philadelphia did for his career. And so it was a quick turnaround for the Eagles to add Kessler. It was like three or four days. And right after Kessler was cut by Jacksonville, Foles called him. Those the one of the first people he spoke to, other than his family and his agent, had a long conversation. Uh, they talked about Foles' path and then the NFL, and that was fresh in Kessler's mind when the Eagles' offer came. And so the Eagles added Kessler, and it was interesting. We talked about this on the pod the other day that Doug Peterson said they wanted Kessler to push Nate, not to push. Thorson, because right. Kessler's not the developmental type. So it was really this. The story was about kind of the background that got Kessler to be the point where he's in line to be their number two quarterback. Right. We should read the story. Good Thank stuff. you. I'll go and, back to Nate, Nick Foles. And if you want anything from Keegan Render, check your story last week on the undrafted rookies. Sure. Yeah. By all means, go back and find that guy with uh, Ryan Bates now gone. Yeah, but I was having a conversation today. Uh, with Dave Zangaro. This isn't a tangent. This is like an actual Eagles thing. Okay. You're, I'm, I'm open to tangents. I, I like football. Uh, <laughs> you can tell Concussion Uncle that. Okay. And Dave said to me, which undrafted free agent do you think is going to play the longest NFL career? Mm. It's going to play the most games in the NFL. And I said, that's a really good question. And I thought about it, and I, I went with TJ Edwards. And Dave said... Sua Opeta. Yeah, I think I think it's Opeta. Dave went Sua uh, because I think linemen have longer careers than linebackers. By the way, I feel bad. I, I feel bad sharing these stories because everybody's when you're on, on the sideline, everybody's it, on the record. Okay, I didn't know if that's an on the record. Everybody's on the conversation. Record. I think it's a three. I think it's a three person race. Okay, between Opeta, Herbig, and T.J. Edwards. But I would I would go Opeta first. So you're not in on any of the. No offense uh, to your boy Jay Liggins, no offense, but okay. short short careers for fringe cornerbacks. Sure, um, 
DeAndre Tompkins could stick on a practice squad mm-hmm. or maybe make a roster, but I don't. I certainly don't see a long career. Um, You're not big on Kevin Wilkins right now. Yeah, kind of like Kevin Wilkins, but I don't, okay. I'm not. I wouldn't say that I'm big on him. Okay. Uh, there really don't. There really aren't that many. No. Um, and they've, so, they've they've cut them to add veterans. To add correct. Your your Orlando Scandrick types. Right. I should say this guy's not an un, uh, he's 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 not a rookie, but he's made some plays. Is Ellis Alex yes, Ellis the tight end Alex Ellis? Yeah, caught a touchdown in the back of the end zone, and uh, also had a nice catch along the sideline. And he's going to get a lot of work during these next few days because, That's true. Or, or these next few games, he rather. Might play, he might play seventy five percent of the snaps. Yeah, it's Thursday really night. him, Will Ty, and Josh Perkins. Uh, in terms of injuries, it was a veteran rest day for Rodney McLeod and Jason Kelsey, but a very curious time for McLeod because he. Right. He came left up slow the yesterday. end of practice yesterday. Yes. Came up hobbling a little bit after uh, contending a J.J. Arcega-Whiteside yep. target that ended up being a Levante Maddox interception. But he, he, he told you after practice that yeah. he was fine. But So veteran rest day, we'll, we'll see if he's out curious. there tomorrow. He hasn't, been, he hasn't had a veteran rest day no. before in camp. So. so very curious timing. Yeah, odd timing. Yes. We'll see. Um, okay. And then... Uh, Sounds like a good rundown. Yeah, there, it was a 10-10-10, so um, I hate to say this, but Clayton Thorson like, completely overthrew someone, yeah. and we weren't sure if it was the offensive script or the defensive script there, right. which right. goes to show you the Clayton Thorson's uh, yeah, camp, working. but he did a good job, tucked the ball away one time, showed some mobility, showed some wheels, so watch out for that. Let me ask you this question, mm-hmm. uh, and this is a question that I, uh, I like to think about towards the end of camp, and we are towards the end of camp. Of the of the storylines that we think have developed over camp, or or players who are playing well, or players who are not playing well, um, things like that. What are some things that you think, if you were to take a step back, maybe we are too close to? Maybe there is a mm-hmm. a a different answer for things we're seeing. And and for instance, last year, and I brought this up before. Uh, you know, there was sort of the narrative that Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby were having this great camp okay, on the outside, and maybe it was just the case that they were going up against bad receivers uh, because there were not starting caliber receivers in camp last year. Uh, is there anything that you can think of like that? I'll go first while you, if you want yeah, to think. Please. I was thinking about this the other day. You know, Josh Sweat has not looked good against Andre Dillard, mm-hmm. and yesterday playing with the ones he had a couple good reps against jason peters i'm not going to judge jason peters on camp but what if uh what if the transition from jason peters to andre dillard happens during the year i I mean jason peters is never going to get pulled yeah obviously obviously not but what if uh, I want to be the one who I want to talk to the one that'll who tells never them happen? That. Obviously, that's not that's not what I'm saying. It's more that uh, I mean, injury is the only way that that's going to happen. Yeah. But what if Jason Peters is? We always assume that like the the rules don't apply to Jason Peters. And, yes, like the natural aging process doesn't apply to him. What, what if, if he's not? What good if out he? There? What if he is not good out there? Then I think you you create an injury. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there yeah. there is going to be that's yeah. that's off the table that there yeah. would be like a, a straight replacement. Yeah, he's he's he, he's not on the bench as your swing tackle. No, 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 no. Of course yeah, not. Yeah, you create you create but, an injury. And, and I don't even mean it as a like a left tackle controversy. I yeah. just mean what if Jason Peters is is not that good okay. this year? Okay, that's that's an interesting one. Um, that's an interesting one. That's all. 
All right. I'll go with, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, but uh, the Miles Sanders hype train, like, yeah. what Jordan Howard does does well, I don't think, like, you're seeing that. I don't see a guy, like, if if you get four tough yards, that, that doesn't show up in a training camp practice. That's true. So I, I think that Jordan Howard's role on this team um, can be underrated a bit because people like the new toy. Certainly by me. People like the new toy. Now, I, I think Miles Sanders is going to be the top running back by the end of the season. I just think that I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't diminish the Jordan Howard role right now. I think that's fair. My, my uh, reason for skepticism about Jordan Howard is not because of camp. It's just because I don't think he's been good the last couple of years. Okay. That's what I'm basing it off of. All right, fair enough. But I will say. Uh, how about what if, uh, what if Andrew Sandejo stinks? He's been getting all this time yeah. with the ones, but that's mostly because they don't have another option. And he's yeah. and he's like the one guy who you know will go like hundred and ten percent on every yeah. On every I think like practice I, rep. I think he's just a, he's just a competent defensive player who is is going to be in the right spot. What it's, if he's not though? It's similar to Corey Graham two years ago. Yeah, in theory. So, I think Corey I Graham think was probably at that point in his in his career a better uh, coverage player than Sindeo. I think I don't think they're going to use Sandejo that way. Um, I think it's possible that they that their linebackers are just not good at all, though. Yeah, that's for sure. That's like a very yeah. real thing. Like, and also maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it doesn't matter. You're right, but right. but they 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 need one linebacker out there. Yeah, and Nigel Bradham hasn't really been like right. on the cusp of returning yet. That's true. So I think that I think that matters, and and then you talked about Josh Sweat. You know, like I, I'm. I don't know if their defensive ends are going to be good this year. I, yeah, I'm still. I, I yeah. still believe that that would be my number one concern. Yeah, I think Malik Jackson's going to be really good. I do. Uh, maybe this is because I'm too. I was too close to the story, but I. The closer we get, the higher my expectations for Derek Barnett get. I think. Well, they they need him to be really good. They need him to be really good. And like I think not he, just I think, good. I think really he good. will be. Yeah. If healthy. Yeah, I, I agree with you. He was so productive last year before the injury. Yeah. I was surprised at, when I was doing that story at, at, that he was the most productive uh, pass rusher on a per snap basis both seasons. Mm-hmm. So that's all. I think that's a good one. Okay. All right. Should we get to the questions? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get a bird in edgewise. All right. Will ZB do smelling salts before games, just like his boy Adam Gase <laughs> from Ross Cohen? Good question. Adam Gase is not my boy, and I feel like I could use some smelling salts right now with the really? with the oh, well, stuffed nose. Yeah, no, I I, I will not. I, I say that as, as if like I know what, what smelling salts do for you. I I've never taken smelling salts before, but how about bath salts? You ever done bath? Salts? Never done bath salts. No, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a bath guy. I'm a shower guy. Yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> um. But I, I think my issue is more the other way around. I get too hyped for a game. Okay. Like, I'm I'm not good at night games because I'm up really early in the morning, yeah. excited. Well, we, we've like, we've seen that. Like burn, you know. I'm, I'm 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 trying to figure out how to burn my time. Um, I'm I'm not one of these guys who it's like a Monday night football game, and I'm like, oh, thank God I have the day. Right. I'm like, I I would love it if they kicked the ball off at 10 a.m. You know. I could be at it's the stadium at seven. It'd be great. I, I like I like the one o'clock games because I do like 
you know, my, my general rule of thumb is get there at least three hours before. Mm-hmm. So I like to, you know, yeah. get there at like 9, 30, 10. That's nice for that's, me. That's when I'm there as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Peck Nest Migrate for you. Late night post-game pods, defending terrible players and coaches, and showing personality during tangents. <laughs> Peck Nest Migrate. Okay. Um guess I'm migrating the uh, late night pods. No, although, those are the best. Although, you know what? I see, a, I see tremendous value in them because people wake up wanting to listen to the podcast. Yes. So I see tremendous value on them. But in terms of like what I enjoy the most. Okay. Um, I guess I am... Uh, <laughs> what's the one bad takes of... Uh, defending terrible players and coaches. Defending terrible players. Uh, I am I'm pecking those. Um, you'll do it once. You'll just. You'll I'll just, do it you'll once, do but I, I, cer- I certainly don't want that to be my brand. You'll do you know? one Chip Kelly a year. Yeah, and then I'm migrating the tangents because I, I see people enjoy them. Number one, you and, mean nest? Oh yeah, I'm sorry, nesting them. And I think that uh, I I think you're a terrific host. It's and it's it's uh, extracted some personality that I haven't exhibited before in a public setting. So. Uh, if you if it's not uh, if it's not. Too pushy. I'd like you to, to tell the story of what your wife said about that. Just something that, that uh, she's always said you had a personality. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's always said it. Um, she's always said it. So yeah, and she, you've been you've been hiding it all these years. Yes, and I said I haven't been hiding it. I've just been doing my job. <laughs> like it's like I. So I've I've had this debate actually with Elliot Shore Parks uh, because I think I I don't want to speak on on your behalf, but but what I hear from other reporters is like. The guy that they see in the media room is not the guy they see on like social media, right. and and for years Elliot's been like been trying to get me to have quote unquote takes right. or to say you know what's your favorite sandwich things like that, right. and uh, I I've been totally resistant because I said people don't care about me they care about the stuff that I'm covering they want to know what happened in that fight at practice who the Eagles traded to get Eli Harold. Um, stuff like that. Uh, so, Ryan Bates. Yes. So I still stick to that, but it's a credit to you and Sheila. You guys have developed such a loyal audience that I, I, I think there's an expectation that you come in here and you're not concussion uncle and, and that you do uh, show a little bit of personality. The first podcast freaked me out. <laughs> when I was in my – yeah, we, like, like when I was at home yes. and it's my first day on the job and I'm – Nervous, excited, and you're asking me about cereal. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that one, but in this setting, it's 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 been fun. I think you're settling in just fine. Thank you. Uh, Pat Higgins wants you to flip a bird or give a grouse. Tell us tell us one thing that you hate. One thing that I hate. Flip a bird at something. I know that's. I, I know that this is yeah. not uh, really not a comfortable much. space for you. Yeah, you're, you're, you'd like to be a well-meaning gentleman. Yeah. Um, I hate those robocalls. Does that count? Yeah, that counts. Okay, yeah. I, uh, and the fact that there's nothing you can do about them. You know, I try to answer every call I, I take. So it, you could keep... be, it could be Bob Lamont. Bob could... Lamont, who was at practice today. Yeah, chatting After up... practice, chatting up Press Taylor, which has to mean that Press Taylor is a head coach either next year <laughs> or the year after. Yes. Like, yeah, I think he was on that track anyways. But certainly... If Press Taylor is not a head coach by week one, 2021, <laughs> I, I will be blown away. Credit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Credit to... The Bob there identifying young talent. Yes. Uh, I think I maybe saw Mike McCoy at practice today also. 
Is that right? I believe so. Okay. He was, he, there was someone with a visor talking to Doug Peterson after practice. I, I believe Mike McCoy is a Pop LeBlanc guy, so that would make sense. That would make sense, I and mean, he's unemployed. Former so. camp quarterback for the Eagles, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, I believe so. There you go. I thought they were, actually, I remember just looking and wondering if they were going to bring in Mike McCoy at one point when he was unemployed, but just as sort of a uh, senior voice. veteran yeah. Yeah, voice to add to the room. So Press Taylor, head coach for sure. By next year, if if not the year after, Press and Zach, I competing against. That's what that's going to be like. Lamont's selling point. Yes. Although, although I mean, probably be like the new Hardballs. Probably like Press's chances depend on how Zach Taylor does this year. I guess so. Although I, I mean, Press, I think Press has like a better resume than Zach does. So do I. Yeah. So do I. Uh, But nevertheless. Uh, Joe wants to know what are the realistic expectations for Jordan Mailata this year and next. And I also, like this question, a football and, question. And also, yes. will we ever get fresh BWF merch on T Public? We will. We got to do that. We, I'm, I'm, I think, as you know, I'm slow on the uh, uptake of following through with things, but we, we would like to get some new merch up. Credit to you there, uh, Jordan Mailata. I think best case scenario for him is swing, is a swing tackle if they were to trade Vitae. That is best case scenario. I think my expectation is that he's still going to be gunning for a feely. You think so? Okay. I love how you name it the feely. Uh, oh, he's the all-time. He's, he's the one who's done it multiple times. He was at practice two days ago. Uh, yeah. He was the veteran. He, he was. was. The, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I just think if they along. keep if they keep Vitae, presumably Dillard is ahead of Mylotta. Yes. And then you keep one interior offensive lineman active. Probably was. Why would Mylotta have to be active? It would, he would it not would take be, injuries. Unless there's injuries, yeah. So I think realistic expectations are, are maybe he's active a couple times, but I think the most likely expectation is that he has another redshirt year. Sure enough. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, Ryan wants to know, what is the most popular or critically acclaimed movie that you have never actually seen? Or just the movie that people would be most surprised that you haven't seen? That I haven't seen. It's uh, a good question. I mean, I, a, a lot of these Best Picture Oscar winners in recent years, I haven't seen them. And okay. I, I love the movies. But you haven't some been of these, missing out on a few of them. Uh, here, name five movies, and I'll tell you if I've seen them, yes or no. Godfather. Of course. I love The Godfather many times. Okay. Um, Pitch Perfect. What's that? Pitch Perfect. Never seen Pitch Perfect. Okay. Is that critically acclaimed? No, it's popular. Okay. Uh, the the Avengers: Xfinity War. Never seen it. Oh, here you go. All right, I got the yeah. answer. And this one is going to. I I don't want to say it's going to send shockwaves. That's that's really overrating myself. No, but that's good. I think people are going to roll their eyes when I say this. Never seen Star Wars. I think that's I think that's not crazy. Okay, like and people love Star Wars. Never seen it. That never was gonna, into I think it. that was going to be one of my, okay. one of my yeah, ones. Never gotten okay. into Star Wars. That's a good one. Uh, for me, I don't know. I'm sure there are some holes. What have I not seen? What, what do I want to see? Oh, you know what I have never seen is... Um, uh, what's it called? What's your favorite movie? That's an impossible question to answer. No, if if the if you're a member of the Eagles and you're filling out that thing in their media guide and you had to pick a favorite movie, what's your answer? It's an impossible question to answer. What? Give me the context. I don't, I don't just, know. just pick a movie, one movie. 
I can't answer. Wow. Wow. I thought this was supposed to be bold takes. What question? Well, here's a question. What movie do you think you have seen the most in your life? Uh, that's a good question. Um, my favorite movie is Good Will Hunting, but I haven't seen that the most Good in Will my Hunting life. is a great movie. I, I've probably That would be seen, up there for the movies I've seen the most. I've probably seen... I don't know. It has to be a, a movie that's like on TV, like Shawshank Redemption or something like that, that that's on cable a lot. That you're scrolling through and you just stop to watch. I think for me it's probably Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Or Billy Madison. Those are probably the movies that I've, that I've seen the most. Um, what's the movie that I haven't seen? Uh, it's, the, it's like one of the best movies of all time. Like I, I haven't seen the best movies of all time pre nineteen like seven like your Citizen Kane I've never seen Citizen that. Kane that's the okay. movie that I, yeah. yeah I've never seen I've Citizen never Kane seen either. Citizen Kane I haven't either I should see Citizen Kane I haven't either I haven't seen like Casablanca Casablanca is great I haven't and seen it, and that. it holds up like really? very very well I haven't seen that so but no I, I would say Star Wars is like the one that most people have seen that I haven't seen maybe I have to go watch Citizen Kane tonight it's been on my list there you go. That's the problem is there's so many things on my list the list never ends really things to read things to watch. It just preseason football's not on that a, list. It's such a it's such a source of anxiety. I'm never going to finish all these things. That's what the off season's for. It's not going to happen during it's the season. It's just going to add to the list. It's not going to happen during the season. I know. These next four months, you become a uh, you know a culture. Correct. I I don't know what the word would be. It's yeah. like they're like chores. You become like apathetic. The, the, the chores are not going to. Uh, the chores have to get done. I don't know. Tell that to my basement. All right. Uh, this is a good question from the Ombudsman. Who is the most obscure eagle you can think of? Need each of you to try to stump the other in remembering something about that guy. Time frame only of when we were both covering the team. So that's 2012 for you. Okay. All right. I got one for you. Okay. Wide receiver. Do I give you the season? Uh, no. Uh, I'll give you the college. Okay. Michigan State. BJ Cunningham. Ooh, great job. <laughs> Great job. That's impressive. Okay. How about... He only played like two games with the Eagles. So that's I'm impressive that he got that. I'm surprised he even played. Yeah. Uh, Michigan right. State gave it away? Yeah. Okay. All right. How about... Um, I don't know if you were here for this. Running back Wisconsin. Running back Wisconsin? I can't imagine I was here for this. Because I, I know your Wisconsin running backs. And. Nah, who was that? PJ Hill. Yeah, that was before me. Uh, 29, 2009, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Sorry. How about. And, and, and we should say they this have is... to be on the team during the season. Right. You can't do like a, yeah. a well, training camp body. I don't know. Well, that, that works for me. Oh, well, then I could, pick up, I could pick up like a random guy who was here for three okay. days. Who's the, well, he said, who's the most obscure eagle you can think I of? I was thinking during the season. All right. Well, that's If we're fine. going camp. That's fine, too. If we're going camp, there's been, yeah, there's. there's I feel like Trey guys. Elston is up there. Well, no, because Trey Elston has for, been with them for a period the, of time. During the season. Yeah. On the active roster or practice? practice active roster. No, no practice active roster. counts. I picked B.J. Cunningham because he was active roster. Right. I was thinking of the other guy. I was between B.J. Cunningham and Trey, and, um, and Sean Prater 
who was also on that 2013 team from Iowa. Now, see, the problem, the difference between me and you is all the years completely run together. Okay. Well, at least, at least all of the pre-2017 years, all my time, my time with the Eagles working for the team, they all completely run together. I cannot differentiate the seasons in my mind. All right. Let me think about it. Yeah. Give me a, a regular season player. Uh, do you have any uh, Jake Elliott concerns, asks Mr. Pye? Not from 40 yards and out, maybe from 40 yards and in. Uh, no, I, I think that Jake Elliott is a really good kicker, clutch kicker. Uh, I, as I said, some consistency issues from inside the 40, I think that's correctable. And I think when you look at the leg he has, how, how good he is in big spots, no concerns. You? I don't really have concerns. I mean, I think I, I, leg strength is the most important thing for a kicker, I think. Um, and, I, I mean, how good he is in big spots is sort of a small sample size. I'm not sure that that's something we can say is, uh, is fact. I think it's fact. But I think it's definitely fact. What do you see, two for two in big spots? No, well more than that. Let's, I mean, you have the Giants game, obviously. Right. The Super Bowl. You, yeah, you have the Raiders game that year. Okay. Um, you have uh, the other Giants game. You have last year the Bears. Um, well, that extra point was big, right? Sure. Okay. I mean, he should be making extra points. Sure. Um, he had some other I don't big know. ones last it's year. It's like as long as he's not as long as he's not crumbling, uh, I think it's fine. I, but I'm not sure I'm willing to say that he's like he's super nails. He was below average kicker last year. The Falcons game. He had a big kick in the Falcons game. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I like him. I'm, I don't I think, think he was he's below a good, average kicker. I think he's a good kicker. I disagree. He was below. You think he was below average? I believe he year? was, wasn't he? I don't think so. League-wide uh, percentage? I think he was. I'll look that up. Okay. okay. Extra points he was. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, this is a good question, one I've been meaning to ask you. Okay. From Sam Lynch. Peckness Migrate. Okay. These three Eagles coaches in their first two years, Rich Kotite, who had 21 wins and one playoff appearance in his first two years and then uh, became an NFL disaster after that. Ray Rhodes, who had 20 wins and two playoffs in his first Mm -hmm. two years and then became an NFL disaster after that. And Chip Kelly, who also had 20 wins, only one playoff appearance in his first two years, and then became an NFL disaster after that. Uh, good question. Ray Rhodes will be the uh, will be the nest. Okay. Um, I I think his first two years were the best there. Okay. Uh, he, yeah. I mean, they they beat the Lions at home in the playoffs. I got a peck chip. Um, Why are you pecking chip over Rich? I think Chip's years were better than Kotite's years. Now Kotite, you said twenty one wins, one playoff. Chip yeah. had twenty wins, one playoff. Right. Um, Chip also inherited a four and twelve team. Rich Kotite inherited the, a team that had the best defense in the NFL. The I mean the ninety one Eagles had number one across the had number one total defense, run defense, right. pass defense. Uh, that's the team he inherited, right? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, so so that was um, or or was that his first year? No, that was the team he inherited, I believe. So either way, I think your point stands. Yeah. So uh, I I think that that Chip took a yeah Chip took a four and twelve team to ten and six won the division. 
No, I think four and twelve also probably overstates how bad that roster was, but that's fair. It's a fair. It's a fair reason for giving yeah. him the edge. Yeah, that's why I'm giving him the edge. Okay, but Ray Rhodes, I mean, and and Ray Rhodes did it with different quarterbacks too. I suppose Chip did as well, but Ray Rhodes did it with Rodney Pete and then Ty Detmer. Okay. So I, yeah, I'll I'll uh, nest Ray Rhodes on that one. Okay. Pecaness migrate uh, tangent cord and secant. That's from Peter Andrews. <laughs> I'll I'll let you handle this. Uh, right. In that order. Okay. No, I want to nest. I want to nest a tangent. Uh, Noah Becker wants to know since you are such an avowed uh, comedy fan, what are your top three or top five live comedy shows? Oh, I love this one. Okay. That I've like ever seen, um, or or the act's going now. That you that you have seen in person, I think, is a better. So the the best one I saw. Um, so so there was a Sebastian Minikowski. Am I pronouncing the last name correctly? By the you, way, you you, you tell me. Yeah. So Sebastian, I'll say. Um, I saw him in Atlantic City a few years ago, and his plane was delayed, and he like. So it was, this was before he got really big, okay? He was just starting to get big. And I saw Sebastian, and he came, like, fresh from the plane, like, still in, like, sweatpants. Okay. And they had, they had the find opening acts, like, they would right. extend this for, like, two hours. That's good. The crowd was getting really annoyed. Some people left. And he just, like, arrived, just, like, a ball full of energy. And... I was I was really cracking up there. Okay, that's a good one. Um, I saw uh, I saw Neil Brennan one, uh, when he was like just getting started okay. being popular. So this wasn't like the three mics thing. It was. Or actually, it was no. I I saw Neil Brennan recently in a really good show. So I'll put Neil Brennan there. Uh, no, John Mulaney was the one when he was just was 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 just coming up. Okay. Uh, you're not a John Mulaney fan? I love John Mulaney. Okay, all right. Because you gave me like a skeptical look. No, no, I, I love saw John, John Mulaney. Mulaney before he was really popular. Um, and that, and it was like a smaller setting. That was a good one. Um, you know, I'm not including like, I've seen Jerry Seinfeld many times, but a lot of it's like jokes that I've heard. And he's, right. he's a great performer. Right. Um, same thing with like Chris Rock. I've seen Chris Rock. I've seen uh, Louis C.K seen Jim Gaffigan, but like when you get to a certain point and you've seen their comedy specials, right. like you, you know the material that's coming. Uh, so those are ones here. I have, I have one that really killed me. Um, I saw Seth Meyers on New Year's Eve 2011 into 2012. So that New Year's Eve and okay. didn't have an opening act. Just, just like uh, came on and killed it. Uh, and you wouldn't ex- Oh, I say you wouldn't expect it. He's a funny guy, but he's right. not like known right, for, for his stand up. Right. But that was a great stand up act. Okay. I like so that. So I'm going with that one. That's good. I like that. I would say that one of the, maybe the thing I miss most about living in, in Manhattan is is being able to go to the comedy cellar any night. It's uh fantastic. I love the comedy cellar. Yeah. Here's a funny story for you. Okay. Um so I'm on the Giants beat and uh, there was, uh, I was meeting f- uh, friends of mine at the, I don't think it was Comedy Store, I think it was Gotham, okay? okay? Uh, and I got held up because Hakeem Nick... gunpoint? No, 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 I got held up at work, I'm sorry. I got held up at work. Uh, Hakeem Nix got 
compartment syndrome, I believe okay. it was. Yeah, it was like it, and so I was. So, so Plaxico was holding up at gunpoint. <laughs> so I, I had to call my friends and be like, "I got to work late tonight. I, I can't make it. I'm sorry." Um, and it was, and they're like, "Oh, it's, it's, it's too bad." Jerry Seinfeld came, and like came impromptu to work on fresh material. Yeah, uh, and, and I, I love Jerry Seinfeld, right. and I've always wanted to see him work on fresh material because, like, right. So you know he's known for doing like the greatest hits when you right. buy a ticket. Right, of course. But this was the stuff that he was working out, and they were like, he just killed it, and you missed it uh, because you were covering Hakeem Nix's compartment That's syndrome. Tough. Um, so I always remember that. Did you watch that uh, the Pete Holmes HBO show, The Crashing? Crashing show? a little bit of it. I couldn't. I couldn't really get into it. Did you? I, I did. It wasn't a good show, but I enjoy it. Like, I, I'm a sucker for all, any, like, inside baseball sure. comedy stuff, so I, I enjoyed it from that sense. And there were some good, there were some good jokes in there. Did you see the, um, this was a Seinfeld documentary back in, like, uh, the early 2000s called Comedian? Uh, I think so. When, yeah, yeah, when he, like, recreated an act, and that, right. that was really well done. That was good. Good question. I like that. What's your favorite joke? <laughs> I'm not gonna say it on the podcast. I know what it is. Yeah, I'll, I'm not gonna I'll say it on the podcast. Um, Peckness migrate for zebra. I'm a lot of Peckness migrates just for you. Okay. Uh, your love for Chip Kelly, your love for Josh Sweat, <laughs> or witnessing the birth of your children. <laughs> witnessing the birth of my children is by far number one. Okay, um, that's your nest. I would say I'll defend Chip Kelly before I defend Josh Sweat. Okay, so yeah, that's that's my answer. Have you been listening to any Old Town Road lately? No, I've not. Okay. Let's see. I appreciate these questions. You have such loyal fans. I, I, got a, uh, I have an eagle for you. Yes. A random eagle. Yeah, it's here. Defensive back from Arizona State. It's a back from Arizona State? Really? He was with them during the regular season? Yes. From Arizona State. I'm embarrassed to say. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Someone asks, is there anyone else you would like to defend? Saddam Hussein? <laughs> Nickelback, maybe? Uh, all right. This is – so I'm, I'm going to go on a um, – <laughs> I'm going to give you an answer here on, on, on this because I was actually thinking about it the other day. Someone else says, on the heels of his support for Chip and Bradford and now Tom Brady, can we get an official new segment where Zach just defends other things that are wildly unpopular among the fan base? Well, yeah, all right, yeah. So I was, I was, I was actually maybe thinking... You can defend, maybe no. you can defend the national media always bringing up throwing snowballs at Santa. No, no so I have an explanation for this because I was listening to, uh, to one of our podcasts a few days ago and I'm like, wait, do I really want to hang my hat on, on like... Being skeptical of Miles Sanders and Dallas Goddard, you know, defending <laughs> right. Chip Kelly and Jeff Sweat—that's not right. And and it just made, and my brothers can attest to this. All right, so there is this like expression that you learn in journalism school: um, uh, comfort the afflicted and afflict the comforted. Like that's that's what you're supposed right. to do. And I I tend to like take that too literally, and not just when I'm like covering stuff, but in all arguments, like I'll right. I will. I will go against the popular opinion and like defend okay. the unpopular one, and so I, I feel there's there's some of that in there. Like it's called being a contrarian. Yeah, yeah. So, but I I shouldn't hang my hat on that. Like, obviously, I think Miles Sanders is going to be really good. Anyone watching practice thinks that. Well, you know, I think that's Dallas, not an obviously. Well, or, I, I think Dallas Goddard's a good tight end who's going to have a big role in this offense. Yeah. 
But sometimes I'm like, wait, cool the brakes here. And when I hear everyone ripping on Chip or ripping... I tend to be that way as well. Yeah. I sometimes just, it, the people are right. Sure. Like it just Kelly goes back to what I was saying the other day. That, that, there's, that there's more nuance. I, I believe in, in nuanced arguments and in nuanced evaluations. And I, I don't like when there's an absolute right or an absolute wrong in, in, in whatever the argument is. Here's the is. problem with Chip Kelly. And it is not just he blew up the team with personnel. It's that he had that success the first year and maybe parts of the second year. And he was so megalomaniacal that he thought the reason for the success was the scheme and not the players. 100% correct. Agree wholeheartedly. He had these great he had the he had the perfect players for his scheme. Yes. And he didn't he he didn't he wasn't able to self-scout well enough to know that they were making the scheme and the scheme was not he making He thought the that. system was the star, basically. Yes. He couldn't agree more, and he had a... a and he treated adults like children. Yeah, but. and he had a GM who did a really good job filling in what he needed, the parts, of, the parts, he, didn't, the parts he did not do well, and just totally ran him off. So... Well, it didn't totally run him off because he's still here. Uh, but, yeah, no, I can't defend Chip with that. And you're absolutely right. He thought the system was the star. Well, there you go. Yeah, we're in agreement. Okay, we're in agreement. He's yeah. a fraud. Who's the Arizona State player? Uh, would you like initials? Yes. KJ. Oh, yes, he got arrested. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Yes. Oh, yeah. He got arrested right before training camp. I think that's Johnson. right. Yeah. Keelan Johnson. Yeah, Keelan Johnson yeah, got arrested right. right before training camp. That's right. Um, all right, good. that's a good one. They, <laughs> yeah. they, they got I, I think we should make that a drop. Oh, yeah, he got arrested. <laughs> they, uh, they brought him over from the Cardinals, actually, I believe. I think that is right. Yeah, okay. That's a good one. Peckness migrate. Les Mis, Hamilton, and Fiddler on the Roof. Haven't seen any of them. Oh my yet, goodness! Gracious. But uh, uh, when Hamilton comes to Philly, I am going to go with my wife to see. For me, this is uh, I Nestle Miz. I peck Hamilton and I migrate further on the roof. I'm not a theater guy. Uh, a matter of fact, well, I, you don't like music. Well, that's been established. Yeah. And all right, this is going to make this is going to make you laugh. Okay, but um, my mom once brought my siblings and I up to see. Uh, we, he, she brought us to New York to see Damn Yankees, okay? Mm. Thinking we were one. like we would like love it, right? Um, because it involved you know baseball, right? And it was the day of the NBA draft lottery. Ooh, that just uh, the lottery, just the lottery, okay. nineteen ninety five, right? When the when the Sixers got the third pick to take Jerry Stackhouse, and I wanted to watch the lottery. <laughs> and we, I remember hearing the lottery. You were what, nine this years This was old? like pre cell phones, right. yeah. So. I put on the radio after after the uh, the show. Actually, maybe it was in Philly, not New York. Okay, because why else would they be talking about it on? Or I would need to know the radio station to put on. But, you don't remember whether you went to Broadway or if it was in Philadelphia. <laughs> no, I just remember okay. rushing to listen to uh, the radio to find out okay. what pick the Sixers got, and they got the third pick. Um, but I, yeah, I'm not a I'm not a uh, musical guy. So you didn't, uh, you but, uh, didn't, you didn't I am like Damn see, Yankees. But, but my wife loves musicals, so I told her I'll, I'll go with her to see uh, see Hamilton when it comes to Philly. Okay. Yep. All is right. It, is it bad that I, that I haven't seen Les Mis or... Um, it hurts my heart a I little mean, bit. I mean, I've probably seen like Fiddler on the Roof in a school play because I, I know what happened in it. 
Um, but I couldn't tell you, like, seeing it on on Broadway. Okay. I, I, I've seen a few sh- I've, I saw the Book of Mormon. Whatever Lola Wants didn't stick with you from Dan Yeah, well, Yeah, whatever Lola Wants, Lola Gets. Okay. I remember that. Uh, I've seen the Book of Mormon. Book I of saw, Mormon's good? Yeah. I saw... Um, but I, oh, I, I saw a play I really liked because it wasn't a musical. It was a play. And I was going to say, you don't, you don't like yeah. music. Yeah. Uh, the Larry David one. I went to New York to see that. Okay. Well, that's like... That was great. <laughs> that know, was... That uh, barely counts. You're yeah, just that, going to see your Seinfeld guy. Yes. Yeah. That was really good. Um, and then I saw the Lombardi. Okay. Which, yeah, this is all very on brand. <laughs> which, I, I liked Lombardi. I, I yeah, remember seeing that. Uh, and then I'm trying to... Was think. that the... It was the uh, dad from... Um, uh, what the Wonder Years, right? He was playing Lombardi. I've never seen the Wonder Years. Unbelievable. <laughs> but I, it was it was at a um, it was at a theater where the seats are all around. It's like so oh, like the stage is yeah. in the middle. I, I remember seeing that. It was <laughs> yeah. So those are the three plays that okay. jumped to mind. And then um, I've seen some other ones. I've seen like the only three plays I care about are uh, Fullback Wham. <laughs> <laughs> Halfback dive and quarterback there sneak. There you go. I like it. I like it. Well said. That's all I got. So you... How's this year's Madden? <laughs> haven't played it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> haven't played it. No. You haven't cl- scratched out the time yet? No, I haven't scratched out the time right. yet. I've been busy with the athletic, man. Yes, I'm, we know. I, I am loving being at the athletic, working with you. Seriously. Even with the daily pods? Uh, I did not realize, honestly, the daily pods were... I didn't realize they were going to be daily. It's only during training. Okay, yeah. So I, I did not realize that. Um, I, I like time to, like, sit and write. Um, yes. But, Sorry. <laughs> so there's a lot of time. But I, I, I'm really enjoying the podcast. And I, I'll say this. Uh, I like doing the podcast before writing practice observations because I find having these conversations with you helps me flesh out some stuff. And it's it's not purely just like this X happened, Y happened, Z happened. Okay. Uh, so I've I've enjoyed doing that, but uh, no, I've I'm I'm a big company guy right now. I I uh, I'm really happy working with you at the Athletic. All right. Yeah. Well, that'll do it. I'm excited for the season. Three man pod tomorrow. Oh, can't wait, Mr. National Writer. Dr. Capadia will be in the house, and we'll uh, talk about, I don't know, whatever he wants to talk about. I'm sure he's got some things to get off yeah. of his chest. He's in charge. I'll, I'll, well, I'll, I'll be the third man in that weave. We'll do some around the horn, Bills. Okay. For, uh, for Zach and Sheil and Concussion Uncle, I'm Bo. And as always, we love you.